Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Living Life with Pastor P. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. I am looking forward to sharing some sweet inspirations with you from the Word of God. So let's get right to it. I hope that you and your families are doing well. Uh, We have hit spring. Is anybody else excited about spring? A change in the season? We're going to get to experience some things growing and uh, flowers blooming and pollen falling and just so much newness. After the winter, it's always a welcome sight to see our springtime. So I'm looking forward to it. Today, we're going to be talking about honesty. And I want you to ask yourself a question and then answer it the way you really believe is the truth for your life. Ask yourself, can I be honest with God? That's the question today. Can you go before God and and just tell him what's on your mind, just like you would your best friend or a confidant, somebody, you know, that you can talk to that's not going to judge you and who's going to listen to you objectively and and not think bad of you after it's all said and done. I'm sure you've heard the phrase before. Honesty is the best policy. And I will tell you, this could never be more true than when you're talking to God. You should always feel like you can be honest with your father. See, beloved, many people think they have to tell God what he wants to hear rather than how they feel. In some ways, both are true. I mean, God loves to listen to you speak well of him. He loves to hear you telling him about how much you love and appreciate him for his goodness and his kindness. He loves for you to acknowledge that he gives you new mercies every day and and that he's the great most high God of the universe and um, the lover and keeper of your soul. And I mean, he loves to hear that stuff. And we should tell him that. However, he never expects us to come to him in pretense about how we're feeling. So, for example, telling him things like, I'm too blessed to be stressed, yet we're stressed out every day. Many times we pretend to be well when we're experiencing sickness in our bodies. And somebody will say, how are you feeling? I'm great. But you know that you're experiencing some sort of sickness or disease. And then how about when we talk to the Lord and we are telling him how much we love him and his people. But every day we speak evil about the same people that we're supposed to love. The Bible says, how can we love God who we have never seen? And hate our brothers and sisters that we see every day. Or we curse those who are created in his very image. 
Many of you may have recently heard the news about Kirk Franklin having a painful family crisis. Not one of us knows the whole truth of this situation except the family who is experiencing it. What we do know is what God's word says about how we should behave as believers, right? Sometimes knowing God's word can make us think we have the right to judge people who fall into temptation. Matthew 7 and 3 asks a valid question of us all. Why try to pull the splinter out of your brother's eye when you have a two by four in your own? Not one of us is perfect. And if it were not for the grace of God, that could have been us in that family squabble. It is really time for the body of Christ to come clean with him about the hard places of our hearts. I mean, the areas where we've got past fears and hurts and failures that still plague us, yet we won't give it to God so he can heal us. Pretending with God will never set us free. Freedom comes when the Son of God sets us free. And John 8.36 says, Who the Lord sets free is free indeed. How can we be set free from anger or hatred or malice or jealousy or, or bitterness or strife if we bury it and pretend we don't feel anything? We have to take those ungodly characteristics to God and let him know how we're feeling. When we truthfully acknowledge how we feel to the Lord, he can make us free. That is, of course, if we want to be free. When you think about the emotion of anger, it's not a pleasant feeling. It creates all kinds of unwanted conditions in our body, like stress and anxiety. It can cause severe headaches, chest pains, other sicknesses and diseases, which cause our bodies to to react. We don't want to be angry and vengeful. That's not something that we're happy about. God gave us these emotions. He gave us the emotion of anger so that we would know how, what's right and what's wrong, but not so that we can spew vengeance upon our neighbors and our loved ones. You want to truly love and not hate anyone, even the ones who don't love us and who've done us wrong, we still want to be able to love them because that's the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and I. God knows what's in our hearts and he sees it. So trying to act like it's not there is not going to make it go away. So I'm not saying that when you're angry, you shouldn't go to God and tell him you should go to God. Let him know how mad you are. Let him know how hurt you are. Let him know how bitter you are. But then at the same time, let him know that you don't want to be feeling this way and and have it affect your health, your life, your well-being, your moving forward in the things of God. Beloved, God is not so um, concerned about these emotions when you experience them. He's more concerned when you don't want to do something about them. Let me give you uh, uh, an example. My six-year-old granddaughter was telling me today that um, she was upset 
And I said, why? And she said, because Chris said he didn't care. And I said, well, what was he talking about? And she said, my movie. I said, well, maybe he was saying he doesn't care to watch that movie. And she said, yeah, but I'm going to tell him I don't care about something that he likes. And I said, well, two wrongs don't make a right. And she said, Nana, that doesn't make any sense. And I got to thinking about it. And, you know, a lot of things that God tells us to do don't make sense. It doesn't make sense for him to tell us to love those who persecute you, to bless those who despitefully use you, to speak well of those who speak ill of you. Those things don't make sense in the natural, but in the spirit, they make perfect sense to God. Why? Because they keep us in perfect peace. They keep us in harmony with him in his word. They keep us in unity one with another. God does not love us less because we hide unwelcome sin in our hearts. So these emotions, he doesn't love us any less because we experience them. And he doesn't love us more because we act like it's not there. He loves us the same. As a matter of fact, when we were full of sin, before we ever came to him, before we knew anything about him, he died for us. This was so we could be free from sin and baptized into the body of Christ. So if sin creeps into our hearts again, beloved, we don't have to act like it's not there. Jesus died for that sin also. His death removed our sins as far as the east is from the west for all eternity. This means any sin, past, present, and future. Even when we fall short of his expectations, God has put a plan in place for us to come boldly to the throne of grace, to receive his mercy and his help in any time that we have need of it. But we have to first realize and acknowledge that we are falling short and we need his grace. That means being honest with where we are with ourselves and with God. Think about your children and how much you love them. Consider the one who falls short of your expectations. And now consider the one who pleases you most of the time. Do you love the one who meets your expectations more than the one who disappoints you? Most of us would say no. Our hearts swell with love for the one who disappoints us and the one who does everything right. And we keep hoping that he or she who disappoints us will become all that we've envisioned them to be. Because our hearts cannot not love our creation. And that's the same with the father. There's a story about this example in scripture. Many of you may know it as the prodigal son. It's written in Luke, the 15th chapter, the 11th through the 32nd verse. I'm going to paraphrase it for you. But when you get a chance, go and read it. The father had two sons who he loved very much. And when the younger son became old enough to collect his inheritance, he decided to do so. He wanted to take all that was his and go out on his own. Based on the chain of events following his departure, he was clearly not ready. However, his father did not stop him. He let him go. 
It broke his heart because he knew his son wasn't prepared. But the promise of his inheritance was his, so the father gave it to him and let him go. The father never sent his son out. The son left on his own and without his father's blessing. Many of you also know how the story ends. The son ended up spending everything and he became so poor that he sought and obtained work feeding pigs. The Bible says he came to his senses and he remembered his father's goodness and the riches of the land that he'd left. And he decided to go home, but he decided to go home with a different attitude, an attitude of humility and sorrow. And he was so sorry he was willing to be one of his father's hired servants versus his son. He didn't even feel worthy to be called a son any longer. Have any of you ever felt that way? That you just don't feel worthy to be called a son of God? Beloved, you are still a son of the most high God. Even in our fallen state, the Lord still loves us. This boy's father received him back. Not only did he receive him back, but he gave him a royal welcome and threw him a big celebration. This earthly father is symbolic of our heavenly father. When we want what we want and we decide to go off on our own to get it, our father God lets us go. And sometimes we go without his blessing. We find out that he's not with us in our journey. And then once we come to ourselves, we should always feel like we can come back home. Beloved, there's some of you out there that don't feel like you can come back home. You feel like you've done way too much. You're too far gone. You don't deserve the love of the heavenly father. I want you to know today that your father still loves you and he still wants you to come back home. And he still wants to treat you like the royalty that you are. He just wants you to change your attitude. He just wants you to want what he wants. The father is waiting to welcome you back. He's waiting to give you a royal welcome and to celebrate you because you're willing to repent. So the answer to today's question is yes. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God. He already knows what's in our hearts and he wants to wash us and make us clean through his word. Let God's word and his love for you today, let it heal you and flood your heart with peace. He never wants us to stay away because we feel unworthy of his love. He wants us to come to him even when we feel unworthy. As a matter of fact, he wants that's when he really wants us to come so that he alone can make us worthy by transforming us into his image through his holy word. The father loves us no matter what. Remember when we didn't even know him and we were living 100% in sin. He loved us then. So if he loved us then, why would he love us any less when we make mistakes or we have issues in our heart that need to be brought to him and dealt with along this journey? He's the perfect one. He's the one who can help us. He's the one who can save us. He's the one who can deliver us. He is the one who can change us and transform us into an image that looks perfect like himself. 
Beloved, as we close today, let the love of God shine into your heart. Let it expel all of the darkness because he wants you to experience all of his love today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I look forward to meeting with you next week. I hope that your week is blessed as you are. See you next week.